Ladies and gentlemen, Comedy Roundtable. These are great questions. God, you're asking a comedian a math question. Really good question. Thank you. Damn it. This is so much fun, you guys. Ooh, that is a good question. And that lightning round was so fun. That's a really good question. Comedy fans, conversation enthusiasts, it is a brand new episode of the Comedy Roundtable. Pull up a chair, settle in. We have a great conversation for you this episode. Let's get this party started. Jamie Bendel, Jamie Hernan, Adam. Hey! Oh, double down! you getting in on the game. I appreciate that. Usually you're so negative about him giving me the big intro. I just figured people deserve to hear it in stereo. I didn't even know that our podcast was available in stereo. Yeah, it is actually. And actually, if you hit the SAP button, it's available in Spanish. We have saved a chair for you, our listener, and we've also saved a chair here at the Roundtable for our guest this evening, Aaron Weber. All right. We are live here in the Landmark Diner adjacent to the Punchline Comedy Club. You are soon to be on stage. Just a few minutes, yeah. Yeah, but Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate this it. This is Jamie Hernan. Jamie. He was alluded to. Adam Haig, who is normally with us, is unavailable this evening. That's too bad. He asks good questions. Okay. So we're going to try to do our part to... Pick up the slack. Pick up the slack, as right. it were. And you know how that goes a little bit, right? Sure, You're on a sure. popular podcast yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm usually the guy that asks amazing questions. I'm usually the guy that gets down to it, you know? So when I'm not there, they struggle. Right. I get it. I get it. Right. And this is why uh, we have the black armbands on, you know, tonight for Adam. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Okay. He's not he's not dead. He's just missing from the episode. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a little strong <laughs> that he wasn't with us this evening. Have you seen him in person tonight? He he was texting in our group thread earlier. Somebody was texting. He might have been kidnapped. Okay, so I've never seen a movie or listened to a true crime podcast where the abductors are worried about being responsive to their captives texts oh yeah you know what i just watched the show you on netflix have you heard of you i have heard of it and on you that's one of the main things he does once he kidnaps a woman he's a proxy texter he would develop an entire online presence for this person he'd post on instagram for him he'd tweet for him he'd text people to maintain the illusion that this person is still out in the wild and people are like oh cheryl is just so much more entertaining than she used to be like yeah she's in italy she's uh, traveling abroad she's liking all my comments yeah i really like this cheryl exactly right cheryl's are usually the ones who are kidnapped so it's not unprecedented is what i'm saying perhaps Adam has been abducted. I think it's more likely he just has a conflict. Okay. But the show went well. First show, show went great. I'm battling uh, this weekend. I got my wisdom teeth taken out on Tuesday. Did you? Yeah. Hurt real bad last night. Really? Both shows on stage. My jaw was locked up. It just really started to throb. I'm worried I have a dry socket. Oh, oh I think no. I was going to say it sounds like dry socket. Yeah. I looked it up. It feels fine today. I rested all day. I just drank water. I haven't talked much until these shows, so it feels all right right now. So this is exactly what you needed to do, this additional podcast. Adding in additional right. talking. Well, I'd like to push my luck whenever I can. So yeah. I'm feeling fine right now. Last night, it was it was pretty bad. Dry socket is, I think, the only risk factor of wisdom teeth. Yeah, and it's the one thing they warned me about, and I don't know what I did wrong. All right. Now, I don't want to – I feel like I'm a little leaning in okay. asking it this way. No, go ahead. But you're an adult. Yeah, I am. For and sure. having your wisdom teeth out. I know. I put it off. I put it off because they weren't causing problems when I was younger. Like in high school, they were like, you can take them out, but if they're not hurting you, I go, yeah, let's just leave them in. And then I'm 30. One of those teeth was not doing well. It was like abscessing. So they go, well, now we got we can't just take one out. 
You got to take them all out. You got to take them all out. At age 30, I got my wisdom teeth taken out. I'm doing braces next. Oh. All right. <laughs> How are your tonsils? You still got the tonsils still in? Still got the tonsils you in. You should think about taking them out. Yeah, might as well. I mean, we're at the point. <laughs> you know anybody with chicken pox, I'd like to get that, too, <laughs> while I'm at it. Might as well throw in a headgear. Yeah. Exactly. And by the way, while we're on the subject, I feel like dentists have become service bullies. In what way? Okay. I feel like they're pushing extra service. Oh, I feel like I'm constantly being upsold. Yeah. Right. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they probably could have just taken out the one wisdom tooth. Sure. But they were like, well, we have to because of science you don't understand. We have to take all three out. And I go, well, you're a scientist. I guess I have to trust you. Here's $1,500. Right. You know, it's it's a scam. It's kind of like getting your car serviced. I mean, granted, you wouldn't change one brake, right? (laughs) I guess we'll replace both sets of pads. But if one tire's flat. You don't have to replace all four tires. We've got to replace all four wisdom teeth because I've got a gambling debt that I need to pay off. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Right. That's deep down what's happening, yeah. Is this a dentist that you see regularly? No, I hadn't seen a dentist in probably 10 years. So this was the first time? This was for, no, it was my first time seeing him since it was like my family dentist when I was a right. kid. I was just going to say, yeah. I would just imagine that there would be a note somewhere in your file that you had your wisdom teeth. The dentist made a note at some point remind him to take these out yeah the way you avoid that is you just don't go to the dentist yeah but i needed to go it was like my teeth were hurting real bad and i put it off for years feels like we've heard a lot of dry socket red flags yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, Yeah, for sure yeah Yeah. and it's all my fault are you still in an age in your life Mm -hmm. where you think that things are gonna be made better just by ignoring it oh yeah yeah, because yeah. I think there you live your life for a long time saying, Thinking, hey, time will heal all time wounds. Will heal this. That's yeah. what you're told as a kid. Time heals all wounds. Time heals all and wounds. And this is the first domino to fall. I thought if I just ignore my teeth, everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. Yeah, and turns out it's not, and it costs more if you put it off. So I might need to apply this to other things in my life, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They say that the best time to fix a leaky roof is when the sun is shining. Interesting. They say you should buy a you don't buy a plunger. You buy it when you don't need it, right? Because you don't want to have to run and get one. Run and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So these are all, all life right. well, lessons. There you go. I'm life learning. lessons. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. All right. So the format of the show is pretty easy. We do rapid fire kind of questions. Okay. It is normally three of us asking questions. So as a result, we'll probably go through a couple of rounds. Now, here's what we're going to do. Let's make a commitment. Are we going to try to do all three? I think we can. We can. We can bank through three. Yeah. Let's do crush three. through. Them. All right. Yeah. So here are the three choices: out of my element, asking for a friend, my gift to the world, my gift to the world. All right. Up first, my gift to the world, starting with Jamie. All right. If, first of all, before I ask the question, if you had to run out and get the plunger, you would definitely get other items, even if you didn't need them? Or would you go oh. one plunger to the line? Or I go self-checkout and nobody's the wiser. Uh, yeah. Self-checkout can solve a lot of problems that way. If you need to run in and get, you know, anti-diarrheal pills. Right. You just run through the self-checkout. And they have self-checkout at CVS and Walgreens now, too. That would be an interesting combo, though, the anti-diarrheal pills and the plunger. <laughs> and the plunger. Yeah. Right. yeah, I'm having a tough day. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. All right. My gift to the world. We heard that you recently took a year-long sabbatical to make the world's next great invention. Right. And your secret is safe with us. What is it? I want to make a dishwasher where you don't have to rack individual items. You just chuck it in there? Just visualize a large cubicle pit oh, where nice. you throw everything in with impunity. Right. Push a button, and then it opens up, and they're nicely stacked and cleaned. 
That's what I'm working on. Padded on the inside so nothing breaks. You can just chuck yeah, it in there. Wait, there's a lot of details to figure out, but right. I'm just visualizing from my perspective in the kitchen. I open up this pit. I throw everything in, close it up. It's good to go. I think that would probably solve about a quarter of the marital problems I, in the world. I've thought about that for years. I yeah. think this is something we need to be working on, and it doesn't look like we are. No, I, I don't think science has caught up with that need yet. It's a great idea. All great inventions are born out of laziness. That's what uh, Steve Jobs said. He said, I'd rather hire a lazy person than a motivated one, because a lazy person will find the fastest way to do something. Ah, there like it is. That. Is that right? I don't know. If somebody said that. It might have been my uncle. I yeah, no it could have been. <laughs> I don't want to one-up your invention, but I just came up with this. Okay. What if you could just push a button and something came over the sink, sealed up the sink? You just put your dishes in there, and they just get washed right there the in the sink. The sink is the dishwasher. The sink is the dishwasher. Wow. Yeah. I like that. That's an improvement on my idea for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you royalties. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no problem. Yeah, it's going to be my company making it. But yeah. yeah. All right. All is right. it my turn on the question? <laughs> my gift to the world, yes. My gift to the world. Try and follow that last question. Have you ever made a gift registry? Yes. Okay. And what did you make your registry for? Uh, my wedding that I just had last summer. Okay. And have you gotten all of the items? I don't know. I don't know. I think we got most of them, but I, I don't even know how to check. Did you leave it up? It might be still up. I don't know. This was not really my domain. but Was there anything that you put on it as a like an Easter egg joke? For oh. buddies reading through the registry. Oh, I wish I would have done that. That would have been funny. If you had, what would be an example of a gift to the world Oh, for someone who read your registry? Oh, I would have put, uh, I would have put like a really a nice plunger on there to see if anybody <laughs> buys me one of those. You buy like a yeah, $400 ceramic plunger or something, see if somebody gets me that. That's actually not a bad idea. I mean, yeah. if you were to put those kinds of... And if somebody gets it, great. You have the best plunger in the world. Yeah. And you don't need to go get one. You would really just clog the toilet on purpose just so you could make no, use of it. Just I want to show you how this yeah. works. Right. <laughs> I need to show you how this works. No, yeah. feel free. Right. Go ahead. It's, it's wonderful. All right. Those are our uh, first two round oh, questions like here like on the uh, comedy round table with our guest, Aaron Weber. We will be back with our remaining segments. You're going to hear a little bit of Aaron's material in the break. When we come back, we will have more with our guest or so, Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, Comedy Roundtable. Don't wander too far. My favorite example of that, I was at a bar in college, first time ever drinking. I had never been around alcohol. I had never been in a bar. I got a fake ID. I snuck in. I walked right up to the bar. I looked at the board. I picked something that sounded good, and I ordered a club soda <laughs> because I didn't know that club soda is just water. I thought they were talking about like a like a club soda. You know what I mean? Like an adult Sprite. I was trying to get buck wild out here on some of this club soda. I'm in the club. Let's get their signature cocktail while I'm here. Let's get wild, dude. College, you know? So she gives me the drink, and then I got nervous because I had never drank alcohol before, and I didn't realize that I wasn't about to. So uh, I pointed at it, and I go, hey, between us, is this, uh, is this pretty strong? And she goes, your club soda? I was like, yeah. She goes, yeah, buddy, it's the strongest drink on our menu. I was like, well, make it a double, sweetheart. Here we go. Let's get crazy. I learned a lot that night, y'all. I learned about placebos. Y'all know what those are? They can work. I had 11 club sodas that night. I thought I was hammered. 
Turns out I was just hydrated for the first time in years and my body didn't know what was going on. It was like, this feels amazing, dude. Is this being drunk? Let's stay drunk for a while. I should have known I wasn't drinking alcohol because I drank all night and then I got my tab, $3. And that's a good sign that you haven't been drinking, you know? All right, back with the next segment of Comedy Roundtable. Thanks for joining us here at the Roundtable. Our guest is comedian Aaron Weber. We are recording here at the Punchline Comedy Club, adjacent to the Landmark Diner. It's actually Halloween weekend. It is. What's your What's your perspective on adults in costumes? Well, it's tough being asked that by an adult in a costume. Well, it's only because I said it was a costume. <laughs> You wouldn't necessarily have. Known. I would have thought, yeah, you're just wearing kind of a yeah, yeah. eccentric shirt. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. I'm all for it. I'm not, personally, I'm not that guy. My last two Halloween costumes. This is true. In college, I was Jared from Subway, and I was Bill Cosby. It's before both of their downfalls. Of them had yeah. I was going to ask and which, afraid, which version. Yeah, I'm afraid to dress up as anybody else. Mm. You know, you never know who who else I'm going to take <laughs> down. So I haven't dressed up since then. I know adults get really into it. Doesn't bother me. It's like become a thing. I think so too. Yeah, I see it a lot. It's not something I recall as a child. I like what you're doing. This is an easy costume, right? You just put a shirt on. Easy costume. Yeah, you would have worn those jeans anyway. Right? I was in the jean and yeah, everything. Yeah. Just yeah. Throw that everything over. I was going to wear tonight is under the shirt. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was very easy on, easy off. Our remaining two topics are asking for a friend and my gift to the world. We did my gift to the world, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. We already did gift to the world. Do, okay. Ask, so out of my out of my element and asking for a friend. I'm asking sorry. for. I like to stay in my element yeah, yeah. for the time being. Let's right. do asking for a friend. All right. Have you ever had a night that was so out of control that you had to call and ask people that you were with to tell you what happened? Oh yeah. 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 Any particularly memorable ones? No. This was. I was in college. This was pretty much every weekend. Was that you'd have to wake up and then you'd regroup and you're like, what happened? And then you look at your phone and you'd sent 15 embarrassing texts to people. And I started just adopting the strategy. You just delete those people from your phone and just pretend it never happened. From your life or just the phone? If you run into them in person, that's fine. Right. But I'm not going to have a phone relationship with you anymore after I've texted something so embarrassing. Right. But yeah, that was a routine occurrence was just humiliating yourself in public. But it's always better not to know. I don't want to know what happened. Okay, so you didn't have like a go-to friend who was like the secretary of the group that would take notes and like be a able sober to... one or something. Right. Yeah, right. no, no, I didn't. I've got. I, I I function as that guy now. I don't really drink anymore. Not like I used to in college. So I'll keep an eye on what's happening. But my friends are pretty pretty tame these days, which I know is a boring answer. But there's there's just less and less of that as I get older. All right, so asking for a friend. Okay, you have a group of guys that are kind of like your tightest guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Similarly aged? Yeah. Well, among comedians, there's a pretty big age range. Okay. So when you have a life question where you're soliciting advice, you need feedback or input. Yeah. Who is the go-to friend and what is the go-to subject? Dusty Slay is my buddy. He's the go-to for anything career-related. Okay. He's my go-to guy if I have a question very specific questions about certain clubs or, or or even broader things like career moves or anything like that. He's my guy that I go to. I'm sure I annoy him in that way, but he's always been the guy where I'll just text him and he'll always respond. He's pretty good about that. He's great about it. Yeah. yeah. Somebody told me, I think it was Nate Bargetsy told me, you want to have a guy above you, like just above you, and a guy just below you to kind of confide in. Right. And then they confide in you, and then you have 
like a symbiotic relationship right. with, those, with those two people. Yeah. So I think about that a lot. Dusty, Dusty's my guy that I go to all the time. Well, and if it works right, your careers can progress at different levels. Sure. Right? Sure. So the guy who was just ahead of you, you may be more equal peers, mm-hmm. and then they may be slightly behind you. Right, 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 right. right. So there's, you can leapfrog each you other. You can kind of move each other as you're moving forward. Yeah, in, that can happen. Your, sure. Yeah. Who's your go-to for dental advice? <laughs> I don't even know my Who are you texting name. about a dry socket? Oh, right. I'll text my wife. She's furious at me like I did something wrong, you know, which I might have. But I've been trying to play by the rules. I've been drinking water. I've been eating applesauce. No straws? No straws. Got to stay away from those straws. I know. I they're, know they're straws wicked, can mess you up. They're wicked for dry sockets. I don't know, I don't know why that is. something else, though. This could be manifesting itself. Now it might go back to the gift registry, something you left <laughs> off. <or> okay. that... <laughs> All right. We are going to put one more break in this episode of the Comedy Roundtable with our guest, Aaron Weber. That is my weakness, fast food. It is my weakness, dude. I, it's my Achilles cankle. That's what I call it. It's, it's a real problem. Here's the worst fast food experience that ever happened to me. I was in a McDonald's drive through here in Nashville. I pull up. The lady in the window goes, sir, the guy in front of you just paid for all your food. I said, why did he do that? She said, the woman in front of him paid for his food. The guy in front of her paid for her food. They're all just paying it forward. This has been going on for 19 hours. Would you like to keep this thing going and pay for the person behind you? Nah. <laughs> I'm good. You know. Hey, that was my gut reaction. I was like, absolutely not. But then I thought about it. I was like, look, life is good. I'm at McDonald's. I'm hungry. Let's spread the gospel. You know, let's do it. She goes, fantastic, sir. That'll be... $81. I said, who got $81 worth of me? I look back, it's a woman in a van with like 15 kids jumping around. I was like, listen, I'll send them some Happy Meals. I'm not about to feed the whole youth soccer team, okay? Kids don't need McDonald's, you know? Take them to... Where do kids eat? Costco? Take them somewhere like that, right? Get them some tuna fish and some cinnamon. Or, <laughs> I don't have kids. I don't know. Uncrustables? What are they eating these days? I don't she goes, please, sir, the 5 o'clock news is coming out here soon. They're going to do a story about this. It's going to be great PR for our McDonald's. And Lord knows we need good PR for this McDonald's. Please keep this thing going. I said, you know what? Fine. I will pay for the person behind me. But I'm going to get right back in line because I'm going to get my $81 worth tonight, okay? That's how you game the system, y'all. You ever order a McDonald's with $81 to blow? I was going off. Let me get a 12 McChickens, 11 McDoubles, a number nine. I don't even know what that is. Y'all got club soda? It's getting wild out here, dude. <laughs> I nailed it. $81 on the dot. I broke even. I was very proud because I'm not good at math, you know, school math. But McDonald's math? I'm a savant. I really am. I'm food will hunting. That's what my friends call me. I nailed it. $81 on the dot. So I feel good. I pull around the corner thinking I beat this thing, right? But the dude in front of me is in a big jacked up pickup truck. And the lady's talking to him. So I'm just waiting it out, right? He sticks his entire upper body out of his car, sees me, and just starts laughing. He goes, hey, fat boy. There ain't no way in hell I'm spending $81 for just you to eat McDonald's. So that's how I spend $162 at McDonald's, guys. That was a tough... That was a tough day, you know? 
All right, Comedy Roundtable is back. Jamie, Jamie, Adam is absent. That's what the A stands for in this episode. But A is also the first initial of our guest, Aaron Weber. Aaron, first two. Uh, you got double A's. Double A's. Double A's. All right, so you're part of the Nate Lamb podcast. Right, right. It's you, Nate, and Brian, right? Dusty Slay as well. It's the four of us. How does that room work when you guys are together trying to do your episodes? What do you mean? How does the room work? How does the room work? What's the game flow? Is the team, who's the point guard, who's the shooting guard? Well, Nate's the point guard and the head coach and the shooting guard. Okay. And I feel like Brian and I are kind of, we'll, we'll fill up the water bottles and do that kind of stuff. It's Nate's. It's Nate's show, and sure. I, I think Nate's the funniest guy on the planet. So any any role, I, I just show up and just have fun listening to Nate. Brian kind of puts the episodes together. We all have different roles that we sure. fill, but but it's a hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's Nate's show. It's at his house. It's in his studio. Yeah, uh, my daughter when she knew that you were going to be on the uh, show, she she worked at Zanies. Oh, really? For a time, she's at Belmont. It's oh, cool. nice. And so she worked, and she said, "Oh my goodness, yeah." So yeah, uh, great, I, yeah, so yeah. Tell her said uh, hi. Yeah. Any other projects or anything else going on that you're working on your tour or anything? Uh, I'm just now. This is like a new thing for me to be headlining everywhere. So this has been most right. of this year has just been headlining clubs. So this is a new a new thing for me. So, like, now until I have Christmas weekend off is the next weekend I have off. So, oh, it's wow. just, yeah, it's just a lot of just grinding, being on the road. I love it, but it's a lot for sure. Nothing other than that, man. Just trying to just trying to do stand-up, trying to get good at it. Upcoming know? locations. Oh, yeah. When is this, you know when this will come out? This will come out Tuesday. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm going to be in Dayton, Ohio this weekend at the Funny Bone. And then I'm in Fort Wayne, Indiana at Summit Comedy Club. Then after that, I'm... Uh, I'm in St. Paul, Minnesota, and then Austin, Texas, and then Wichita, Kansas, and San Diego. I'm jumping all around. The routing, Moving it. Routing makes zero sense, but right? it's all good. You know. And it's out and home, out and home, out and home. Yeah, I'm coming back for a few days in between. Yeah. For sure. All right. Yeah. Wherever they'll have me, I'll be there. Take them, right? Yeah, for you're, sure. You're, it's like, Say yes to everything. Grow, grow, grow. Right. Got to do it that way. Totally. All right. So remaining subject is out of my element. Okay. All right, Jamie, starting with out of my element. I don't want to apologize for this question okay. in advance. Um, so what is the most underrated element on the periodic table that you cannot live without? Carbon. Carbon is literally, we are carbon-based life forms. Everything is carbon-based on the earth, but it never gets its due. We all talk about hydrogen and right. oxygen and helium, but nobody talks about carbon. Yeah, you did not fall for my trick there. Gosh, people, you know, they go to oxygen on that, you know, and, you know without carbon, why do you need the I'm oxygen? I'm a big fan of oxygen, too, but yeah. I would say carbon does not get its dues. Jamie, do you know what a coroner's favorite element is on the periodic table? Jamie, I don't know <laughs> what a coroner's. It's barium. Oh, my goodness. I walked right into that one. Yeah, you did. You know the only element named after an individual person? Einsteinium. Yeah, that's pretty good. That was easy. I actually, in making this question, I was looking at the periodic table, and some of them did feel made up, like there's Californium. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Apparently, maybe more recent ones that I don't remember from high school or grade school or whenever it was that I learned the periodic table. Well, some of them are, you know, they're man-made, they're created. We don't even use them for anything. Right. Who cares? Like All right. Sodium. So let's just address the fact that the conversation about the periodic table has progressed in a way that I've quickly gotten out of my depth. <laughs> I can go. And we, uh, clearly, we, the we both go, of you can. Yeah, I feel like we could go probably oh, no. 30 rounds, yeah. not 30 oh, rounds, yeah. but yeah, yeah. 20 rounds. And, and you didn't tell me this was a science As podcast. As it happens, my question was going to be out of my element to be to give you the ability to eliminate elements 
from the periodic oh, table to oh. say which ones are you getting rid of. But now, based on the lead up <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, conversation, yeah. I, I'm not entirely certain. That yeah, we'll start I, with Einsteinium, dude. Einsteinium yeah. is out. out. Yeah, Californianium is out. Yeah, it serves no purpose in the carbon real world. Stays. Carbon's got to stay. Oxygen stays. Yes, please keep oxygen. Yeah, yeah. It feels like carbon should move up in number. Like there should be like a relegation and and promotion kind of thing. Well, the numbers the, aren't. They're not ranking oh, the but, elements. Oh, tell that to helium, though. <laughs> okay, right, right. I don't know. It could be right. Wrongish, maybe. I think that's up there in the top. Some something helium, maybe two, maybe maybe forty. Yeah. yeah, it's up there. Yeah, higher than it needs to be. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. So which one you get rid of Einsteinium? Get rid of all those man-made ones that serve no purpose in the real world. Yeah, you can't get rid of anything else. Is it possible that if you were to remove one element, it's like the butterfly effect in a time travel, and you'd realize to be like, we don't really need this one, and then you remove it, and all of Oh yeah! How about all life on, our, on in the universe would go away immediately if you just remove one? Yeah, carbon. We're well, literally, no, we're no, 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 no. I know, but not carbon. But if no. you picked one of the lesser ones, oh, one of the ones that exists in the natural world, right? But it's the, on the table. Yeah, I think, man, some of them. I don't know enough about some of the specific ones, but there's probably some that, yeah, are impact us more than we even realize. And you get rid of them, and we, yeah, it'd be bad. It'd be an interesting thing if you could get a sneak peek of right. to say, let's see just, what would happen. It's like if the periodic table was Jenga and you're <laughs> yeah. just pulling one yeah, yeah. and you're like, yeah, that's not the one. And not not carbon, obviously. Carbon just to see how it shakes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised there hasn't been like a Pixar movie about the periodic table in the way that there was about oh, like emotion. Oh, will be. Yeah, yeah. Inside out, but for. Inside out, but for the periodic table. Periodic table. Right. Yeah. Can I go back and make that my invention for yes. earlier? <laughs> yeah. I want to get that movie going. Yeah. Right? Carbon's walking around all cocky. Right? Oh, He's yeah. high five and everybody. Nothing happens without me. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And then meanwhile, there's some little guys like, <laughs> right? I'm tired of being kicked around. Like, I don't matter. And you find out they all matter. And it turns out it's the feel good story where, right. like, Argon kicks the winning goal at the uh, periodic table Olympics. Olympics or <laughs> high school championship game. I tried so hard not to say they're all our matter, but I, I just had to say it. They all are matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so listen, part of the challenge sometimes with putting these episodes together is we don't really vet how, what, what the possible direction the topics are going to go. Right. So we wander into these. Yeah. This has been the bulk of the conversation. Involved periodic. Involved I'd be very upset that you missed our periodic table things we were going to talk about. I don't know if chemistry would have been on the list. Yeah. Chemistry's on the list. It's a regular comedy podcast, you know, for the Punchline Comedy Club, but Please brush up on importance of carbon, relatively speaking. Oh, yeah. Next time, I, if I come back, I'll be ready to go. Yeah. Well, I, you were pretty ready. I mean, yeah, I mean, surprisingly. Was, yeah. For, 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 well, no offense. I mean, I could hang at this table, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. We were in a lab. I don't think I could hang. But I think when you get introduced in a minute, when you go on stage, there may, we may have to adjust the bio a little yeah. bit. There. Yeah. From Nashville, right. science expert. Right. 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 Dr. Aaron Weber. Big fan of carbon. Huge <laughs> fan of carbon. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you doing Absolutely, here. I know you got a little prep before we got to get you on stage here at the Punchline. So continued success. Real Aaron Weber online. Mm-hmm. Find him there. And this has been the Comedy Roundtable. Put your chair back where you found it. And we will see you next episode. Thanks, guys.